the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. The Boys of Tech, episode 221, for Monday the 15th of July 2013. My name is Edwin Herman, I'm live here at Milk and Honey, uh, Milk and Honey Cafe, and I'm joined by Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hello. Now, Brett, it seems like, uh, was it last week or the week before, I had bubbly, you had a bourbon and coke, and we had fries... Or chip, hot chips. And that's exactly what we're doing this time. I think it's you just like to get drunk. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say that was your suggestion to come here, but really it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and this you can at least slip past the wife as I'm working on the podcast, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, look, um, before I get myself into too much trouble, we'll go right into our first story. So... What we have is an announcement from Nokia releasing the Lumia 1020. Now, you know, you could say, wow, what, what's the big deal? Uh, they're releasing another smartphone. But this is no ordinary smartphone. It has a 41 megapixel camera. Brett, this is unheard of in, in, a, in a smartphone to date, isn't it? It's unheard of in most non-professional quality cameras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. Not just smartphones. So I guess Nokia kind of uh, banking on the uh, the fact that that will that, you know that that will be the draw card for people that this 41 megapixels will entice people to get this that it's a point of difference. Well, it's the point of difference they're making is that with 41 megapixels they can kind of compensate for the fact that smartphones have really crap lenses, which is the biggest failing for smartphone cameras. You've got a fixed crappy lens. And the only thing that can compensate is by smacking as many megapixels behind it so that you can digitally zoom and actually get a nice-looking picture. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Megapixels is not the only thing that makes up a good picture. I mean, that gives you the resolution, but it doesn't necessarily give you the colours, the sharpness, the, the, the contrasts. Indeed. Proper lensing, proper zoom lenses allow you to zoom in on a subject ages away and still have a crisp non-pixelated picture. The other question, of course, is how important is the camera quality on a smartphone to consumers? Because IDC, I think, did a a recent survey on on what's important in a smartphone. There were 23 features they listed, and camera resolution came in at number 15. So so do you think that this is really going to be the thing that draws people in? Like, wouldn't it be better to... To, to get other features right or the operating system well I guess that's up to Microsoft really but because uh, they run Windows OS but you know are they putting the, the energy into the wrong feature I think they're trying to put the energy into a feature that will make them distinct from the generic mass of smartphones in the smartphone market right now yeah, actually, that, you do have a point there because, uh, well, I, I said it at the beginning, didn't I? This is unheard of. So I guess, you know, it, it is different, isn't it now? Just just by that fact. Yep. 
it is different just by that fact. So more megapixels, Brett, in theory, should mean that you can crop your images and still get a, a, a high-resolution image out of that, right? Yeah. Isn't that... I think that's kind of useful in smartphones more so than cameras where usually when, you take, when you've got a, a, a proper camera, you spend some time composing your shot, whereas with a, with a phone, you're obviously out and about, and it's, it's the whole notion of... Quickly uh, grabbing snapshots of what's happening when it's happening. Exactly. Shoot now, crop later. Indeed. You'll be able to take a picture, quickly aiming your high-megapixel camera at your kids taking their first steps and then crop out grandma snoring in the background <laughs> and the messy room and toys spilt all over the place yeah and all that yeah okay so that's the Lumia 1020 um well uh, you know Nokia needs to do something because uh, they're no longer kingpin and uh, in fact in terms of operating systems Android has the market share Indeed, it does. <laughs> and, and Windows isn't even second, that's iOS. So they really need to do something, and they're hoping that this will be... In fact, I think, as some analysts are saying, they're hoping this will be a Halo product, meaning that people who buy this will, will perhaps look at other offerings from Nokia and go, well, actually, I kind of like what Nokia are doing, um, and, and then start investing in the brand more heavily. Well, before I got a smartphone, all of my previous phones were Nokia's. I like Nokia. Yeah, I did too. They were very, they were robust. They had a, they had a nice, easy to use interface, didn't they? Yeah. They were very good phones. Okay, so we'll leave that story there. And a couple of stories on theft. You probably heard of the one where the um, the thief has broken into a store, uh, DMW Wireless in Springfield in the US, and uh, the thief grabbed a whole bunch of iPhones, but he forgot one important thing before he uh, scuttled away. Yeah, apparently um, he dropped his Samsung Galaxy. (laughs) Did he get an upgrade or a downgrade then? Depends on what sort of Galaxy. (laughs) And it depends on, uh, on, well, you get different answers from different people on that one, I think, as well. No, no, the Galaxy's best. Uh, Right, okay, well, yeah, okay, others might disagree, Brad. That's okay, other people can be wrong. (laughs) Have another bourbon. You might change your mind. Nah, doubtful. So that was a bit of a, a, an oops, but not as much as this next one. So this one is... This burglar uh, <laughs> broke into uh, a car belonging to a woman by the name of Eliza Webb. Because uh, when she got back to her car, she noticed something wasn't quite right and it became, soon it became apparent that her car had been broken into. Quite conveniently, the alleged thief had left his phone in the car a bit like our DMW wireless thief and his phone had no uh, passcode on it so she was able to get into it she found an entry mom phoned that called that number Mm -hmm. mum answered and she said this is a very uncomfortable phone call to make I have your son's phone and I'm missing some things out of my car and I think they might be two related items apparently mum was devastated and the the, the shorts of this Brett is that uh they agreed not to call the police. Uh, they agreed to meet. And uh, when she got to the place, the son was... I don't know how old he was. I don't think the story says. But he'd been crying. He'd obviously realised his wrongs and was obviously, I guess, scared of going to prison. And being told off by his mother. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, being grounded or something. 
Um, I don't, I, like, I, like I say, I have no idea how old this guy is. Um, <laughs> he, he might be 34, we know. But, uh, well, yeah. it's entirely possible. I, I, mothers are known to make their sons cry no matter how old they are. <laughs> yeah, yes, this is, this is very true. This is very true. Uh, and it turned out, of course, this wasn't the only offence he'd committed like this. He'd done a number of others. And they agreed to put the uh, wrongs right. So the son went and, you know, agreed to return everything to the owners, previous owners, etc., etc. Dumb thieves, eh? Very, very stupid thieves. And he didn't even have a passcode on his phone. What's with that? I know. Not even the smallest iota of personal security. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you'd think he would know that, seeing as he was breaking into other people's security. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, this is, uh, yeah, the irony there is just, uh, yeah, anyway, there you go. That's uh, two thieves, two dumb thieves for us uh, to talk about, which we've done. Moving on to, the, here's, a, here's a great one. A toddler has managed to buy a vintage car on eBay by tapping on his dad's phone. <laughs> oh, God. We see stories like this all the time. Parents leaving eBay, uh, some other auction sites, Amazon, or whatever, just open and logged in and unlocked on their computers or their smartphone or their tablet device that their kids then end up playing with, tapping away. Or wasn't there one story of a cat that ordered something? Really? I, I have it a vague recollection. It me, but I haven't But that it. could have just been an anecdote in another story about this sort of thing of stuff being bought by people who did not intend to buy it. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, I haven't heard of a cat buying something, but, you know, you can imagine that that could, could very well happen. Uh, certainly this toddler... Um, uh, ended up buying the vintage car. Uh, uh, I don't think it actually goes. You know, the dad was, was good. The dad was really cool about it. He could have, you know, reneged and said and explained why and, and you know, settled with the, the seller and explained himself, Yeah. explained the situation. But instead he decided, no, no, I'll, I'll go ahead. And, he, and he's, you know, gone ahead and he's, he's now busy doing it up and fixing it. <laughs> and so, so he's kept the car his kid bought. Yeah, hopefully his hopefully his toddler made a good choice. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a little girl. She's 14 months old. Her name is Sorella, and uh, let's just hope that the car's ready by the time she's 16. <laughs> if it's a proper vintage car, I doubt the dad will let her have it. Yeah, well, actually, that's a point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there you go. There's a lesson for parents: watch what you leave open on the computer because um, you might find that one of your kids has bought something. Indeed. Or deleted all of your insurance documents. Yeah, or, well, yeah, I mean, exactly. Or downloaded thousands of dollars worth of stuff off of iTunes. Oh, yeah, that's easy to do. On your iPad as well, you know, with the iPad. Exactly. Yes. Indeed. Don't leave your stuff logged in. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Another story I spotted in the week just been, and I think this is absolutely fantastic, and I would love one of these somewhere. I don't know where I would put it. But what it is, it's a physical... It's hard to describe on an audio podcast. But what it is, it's a physical counter. Like, it's a little box with, you know, numbers that, that count. Like the numbers on a, the airport departure sign. Yeah, they oh, sort the, of flip... You know, the old airport departure The flip, 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 uh, flip style. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a counter for Facebook likes. It syncs up to your Facebook profile and shows you physically on a, you know, on a desk or wherever you put this device the number of likes uh, on your site. 
It's like a, a physical device that measures your vanity. Well, yeah, pretty much. But look, you know what, though? It actually works quite... I, I can see this working in, in places, you know... On, on, in like, business, business, maybe. Yeah, on, on the front counter, you know, at reception. Yeah. You know, yeah. to say, this is how many people like us. Indeed, indeed. It, it's a... Like uh, McDonald's big millionth burger sold things. Yeah, kind of, yeah, it's kind of like that, isn't it? Yeah, and it's got it's got five digits. So once again, a vanity device. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, I guess it is. Um, it's got five digits, so it can go up to a hundred thousand likes. And by the time it gets to the hundred thousand. Uh, you can then contact them and they give you an extra column. It didn't explain this very well, but I think, I suspect what it does is it gives you a K at the end. Well, that's what I would do if I was building this and go down to, you know, 100K. Ah. Because that's what it does on the web, right? It gives you, it goes into Ks after a few thousand. But what if you want to know what the single digits are after that? Well, you don't. I mean, to me, look, do you really care? If you've got, like, 200,000 votes, do you really, do you really care if it's 200,053? Yes. I wouldn't. I'd be happy knowing that we've got 200,000 likes. Oh, yes. But anyway, uh, I think this is really cool. It's not cheap, though. It comes at a price of US dollars 390. What the hell? Yeah, I know. I reckon I can build one of these for a lot less. Well, probably, yeah. But once again, you're paying because it's a vanity device. And, hey, look, let's face it. If a business wants to have this... 390 is nothing. They'll buy it. Yeah. It's a lot for what it is, but it's not a lot to a company. It's not a lot to the people who would buy it. Yeah, exa- Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So check it out. It's made by a French company, Smirl, S-M-I-I-R-L, and the device itself is called Flyke, F-L-I-I-K-E. They like their double vowels, obviously. Apparently. And last story then for this week, live here at uh, Milk and Honey, before we uh, wrap up the show. So um, I thought this was really cool. You've been in a, in a tr- uh, train or a bus before and leaned your head against the window, right? I fall asleep in trains whenever I go in a train. Yeah, and you know what it's like when you've got your head against the window, you get this sort of vibration through your, you know, this random vibration coming through your, through your, through your head. Most of the time quite mellow and lulls you to sleep. Actually, it can do that. In this case, though, in the case of German broadcaster Sky Deutschland, they've come up with this ingenious idea to embed sounds, more specifically, ads. They make these into ads and embed the audio of that into vibrations in the window. So the moment you put your head against the, the window, you hear the ad, of course, not through your ear, but through bone conduction. How thoroughly annoying. You've leaned your head against the window because you're tired, probably on the way home from a long day at work and now have an hour, two-hour commute on a train. And then you lean your head and you want to have a nap because, you know, you're dog tired and then suddenly somebody in your ear is going, hey, hey, you should, like, totally spend money on Sky Deutschland. Sign up. Download our app. Um, Come visit us and tell us how much you hate us for keeping you awake, annoying you while you're trying to have a nap on the train. (laughs) Uh, 
okay. I didn't think you'd look at it that way. I, I well, but you're right though. I mean, if, if you want to put your the thing is though, I the flip side to that though, Brett, is if you're gonna put your head against the train window, is that really the best place to put it? I mean, uh, the noise of the train puts you to sleep, but not against the window, surely. Have you been in a lot of trains, Ed? There's not a lot of place to put your head when you want to have a nap. Sticking yourself in the corner between the train wall and your chair and leaning your head against the wall or the window is common practice. About as comfortable as you'll get. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose, I don't know. Um, but you've got to agree, though, it's a cool piece of tech, though, right? It's a cool piece of tech that's been around for ages. It's not new tech. Bone conduction? No, 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 but it's, a, it's new application of it, though. A new annoying application of it. People probably haven't thought of it so far because they thought that would really annoy people. <laughs> like, how many more ads can we force you to, <laughs> to do or keep you awake? Hey, if it's kept you awake, you can then take a court case against Sky Deutschland for psychological abuse because making people stay awake is a torture technique. <laughs> that is a bit of a long bow to draw. Um, look, I take it you certainly won't be uh, travelling on trains like that, I'm taking it. Uh, trains with those adverse systems will not enjoy my patronage. Or I'll take a pillow. You know, uh, yeah, actually, that, that's enough to... Yeah, that would work. You know, I, I must admit, though, these days we are exposed to so much advertising, so much branding, so much, uh, you know, calls to action. You know, we've got billboards, we've got signs... And we're becoming more and more blind to them. Yeah, it's getting We hard. ignore them more and more yeah. because there are more and more of them, which leads people to these stupid, more invasive methods of getting advertising to us, which just makes the public more uptight and hating of the whole system. Well, you know what? When this goes live, I would actually love to see uh, or to hear from people what, what they think about it, what, how they found it. Because, look, I'll be honest with you, Brett, I... If I put my head against the window on a train and I heard an ad being played, I'd actually be intrigued and because it's a novelty thing. The first time, but if it is your daily commute for your career, do you want to hear that every day? Yeah, well, okay, that's a point. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. That's that's not good hearing, yeah, every day. All right, anyway, Brett, I finished my bubbly, you finished your bourbon, the fries are almost gone. I think we'll uh, end the show there. And uh, let the people at uh, Milk and Honey get on with, uh, with what they're doing. So, Brett, look, thank you very much for joining me on this uh, another live show in Wellington Cafes. This is, of course, Milk and Honey at Victoria University of Wellington in Kelvin. Brett, thank you very much. Always a pleasure to drink with you and argue with you and get riled up about something for no good reason. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not, too? All right, thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye. before, right, Brett? Yes. And I, I'm sure you... <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, if you can see, Brett, this, this could, should go in the bloopers. You've been on a train before, Brett? 
Yes. <laughs> okay, let me do that story again with a bit more, uh, making it sound a little bit more interesting. See, with all of my monotone answers, you'd just be able to cut them all together and you won't even need me to be there for a show. Yeah, you're right. Could just you're slice just them in. your question and then put in the... Yes. Splice them in, yeah, exactly. Fortunately, uh, we're in a noisy environment, so you'll have to make sure that you're playing the exact same song in the background. Oh, yeah, that would be very hard to edit, wouldn't it, now? <laughs> so it'd be a lot easier in the studio. OK, let's do that again.